0: Hello, Hive Nation, and welcome back to the Hive Nation podcast. Bringing you experts in leadership, mentorship, and personal and professional development. Each week, we have a coach from the Hive Nation share their journey to help you connect, engage, grow, and evolve. Now, here's JB to introduce today's guest.
1: Hey, thanks, Greg. Uh, this morning, we have Tim Bridges. Tim's from uh, South Texas. We'll call it to be general. Uh, Tim has a has a great uh, story around uh, coming up from humble means, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of our listeners can very much relate to Tim's story and very much relate to his journey and and where he's taken himself to now. And uh, today's today's podcast is going to be around um, Tim's not only Tim's story, but just around the recruitment and staffing company that Tim has has built himself, and also the marketing services around that and how it has spawned you know a few other companies uh that his uh, him and his wife have gotten into around it so it's a very cool story it's a very cool um topic of of conversation that that is very you know highly spoke of today so i think a lot of people are going to relate to today's story so tim uh welcome to the hive nation podcast thanks for having thanks for being here today
2: uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all for putting me on today, and I hope to share some some fun stories with you guys. And uh, hopefully, it helps the audience out and let them know that whatever they're going through, that they can get through it as well.
1: Definitely looking forward to it. Thanks for saying that as well. Uh, so, why don't you why don't you tell us about like uh, your brief your brief background and and how you got into the recruitment uh, staffing uh, business?
2: Sure, sure. Um, well, we'll start with a little story of how we, how we got to here, and I'll try and give you the clip notes version, but uh, <clears throat> every year on my birthday, I try and reflect, because, um, you know, Friday, last Friday was my 40th birthday, and so... Oh, happy birthday! Thank you, thank you. Um, so, you know, I, I usually kind of suppress all these memories and, and until my birthday, and then I let them go, but uh one of my earliest memories is I was probably four years old and my mom was you know working two jobs and trying to make ends meet and you know my grandparents kind of raised me and so while she was out working you know my grandparents were raising me but I have this early memory of us going to a bank and you know, she's checking, she's checking her account and there's, you know, let's say $5 in there and she needed $10 to pay our bill. And at that early age, I could understand what was going on because, you know, in the ride home, she's crying and explaining that we don't have enough money to pay the bills. And, you know, being raised without a father in my life also, some other layers that I had to, to get through in my life. So, um, so, but from that moment forward, I can remember even like collecting pennies on the ground. I was looking for money, always ways to make money and, you know, make the best out of the little bit that we had. And so, you know, growing up, you know, my parents, my mom met my stepdad and they got married and, you know, we, and then we moved to South Houston, which is kind of a, a dangerous neighborhood for a white kid, white boy growing up, uh, you know? And so, um, especially when you only have attack force shoes and, and Dickies on, you know, school uniforms, but the cheap ones. And so I would take my lunch money that my Parents would leave for us, which was like a buck 50, we didn't have enough money to to get the breakfast in the morning. So I'd take that money. And instead of going and getting lunch, I would fast during the daytime. I would use that money. I'd stop at the bodega right next to the school because I walked to school through the ghetto and I would, and I would take that money. I'd buy a big pack of gum with like 32 pieces in it. And I would sell each of those pieces for 10 cents. So now I was doubling my money and at the end of end of, end of school, I stopped back at the bodega and, and double up and maybe grab some chips or, you know, something that I wanted. And so eventually over time I was able to afford the school, uh, the uh, shoes that I wanted, the Nike shoes. I was able to get some polo pants and, you know, and then I was also taught a, a way to make money from nothing. And so I took this, you know, uh, new learned abilities and applied it to many things uh, from that moment forward. Um, And I can recall, you know, even at my first job uh, at a feed store, I would stack that money up and I would use that money to make more money. I'd invest in things and, and I'd always be trying to double that money. And so working my way up from 16 years old I wound up, uh, you know, moving in with my girlfriend at the time. And then at 17, I was out of the house and had scholarships for school and wound up putting myself through school at Sam Houston State University. And I didn't tell you, uh, James, but I actually paid uh, for uh, 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 fraternity as well. So I needed to learn how to uh, relate with people that were affluent and had money and what they were doing, what their families were doing to help, you know, keep their generations moving up. And so I was able to learn a lot from my my fraternity brothers. And also that process is kind of what taught me about recruitment. And so uh, I fell in love with recruitment and building our team, building our, our group to be, the best on campus. And, um, you know, not only in grades, but in partying and having fun and, and everything else, and held many key positions in there. And, uh, and so when I graduated school, there was, uh, it was 7 08, and the market was down, kind of like it is now. And I wound up having to go to a staffing company as a subcontractor. And so, Even though I had a college degree, I wound up just going to the field and going and working out there like a grunt. And, you know, and I was taught that in the ferry as well. You got to start from the ground up and work your way up. And so I wound up uh, getting in with the company. They love my work ethic, but they said, damn, Tim, you're the only dude here with a college degree and you're out here in the ditch, you know, so let's put you in the office. And so I wound up going in the office, bidding jobs, then took over project management of those jobs. Um, and within four or five years, I was managing about you know $17 million in projects of the 22 we were doing out of the office and built a project management team and uh, moved into sales, moved into managing divisions of companies, knocking off all these layers of of uh you know inadequacy if you will throughout the years uh, to the point of <clears throat> five years ago feeling comfortable enough uh, in my abilities to break free and go start uh, this company here, uh, Mark Point where we do recruitment and staffing, which was kind of my dream. and so uh here we are a few million dollars in. And uh, even through this crap market, which was attacking oil and gas, which is wh- what I was focused on. So I've had to shift a little bit. And in shifting, also partnered with my wife to start third-party people, which is our marketing company where we offer like a monthly uh, service plan uh, for unlimited marketing service. Uh, so it's really a, a nice a nice partnership for businesses and every business uses marketing. Uh recruitment and staffing is heavy in marketing. It's it's all online now. And so you know we built a couple million dollar business. Why not help other people do what we've done from scratch, bootstrapping, you know, uh if somebody's got a budget, we can definitely make it happen. So uh and then and then my wife sprouted her little fashion company, TGC Fashion, out of it. So been a very trendy thing taken off so it's it's been it's been hard as hell but it's it's been a lot of fun and uh it's been uh eye-opener for what this world really is it's a great story i
1: love it yeah, um, I it's going to be very much uh, relatable to a lot of people i think as well um yes, sir. within your recruitment uh staffing company uh how do you go about uh, online recruitment? Like what's your, what's your key?
2: Um... Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so behind the scenes, I mean, most people can see like social media or what have you, but, uh, but there are programs that you can uh, get involved with that. Uh, let's say you got a job posting for a client. You can post this job post and go to all of these different job job boards. And so there's, you know, you might know a few like let's say ZipRecruiter or something like that. But there's there's hundreds of them. And so as you share to these, some of those job boards share to other ones and so your job posting goes out all across the internet. Kind of like this podcast, you stream it to one location and it streams to Spotify and everything else, right? It's correct. So it's kind of like that and uh and so you got that and then you got social media, you got a website. And so between all that and building your SEO across the whole internet, when you post a job, you get all your applicants coming in. And plus there's some pay to find and locate, you know, and you could do that on LinkedIn and stuff like that too. So all these different methods all lead you to find those people, but then it's all about vetting them. And so I've, done thousands of interviews over the phone and, and uh, some in person where it's just, you know, digging into that person. Are they the right fit for the atmosphere that you're, for your client and what they're looking for? And then, you know, then it's about warranting their retention and keeping them on board for a set period of time. So you got to make sure that vetting process is good that's what we're trying to do with the hive is we're trying to pre-vet people yeah right? so uh
1: you know the instead of people wasting their time trying to vet people you know let yeah. them do it and let them let the hive actually spit out who
0: yeah who's your fit right good good yeah if i can help you let me know yeah Absolutely. so so to build onto that tim do you have like a Bespoke, or however you want to call it, but like, do you have like a tried and tested vetting process that, like, is kind of almost one size fits all? Uh, if we were to negate like corporate culture, that you know everybody has their own identity, but is there like always things that you'll look for in individuals? Yes.
2: Um, I'm always looking for, and it might blow your mind, you know, but really kind of a gratitude. Um, and so no matter where they're at, you know, cause most of my recruits have been like blue collar and we've done some, some white collar stuff, but most of them have been blue collar. And a lot of those guys have been in bad positions over these past few years, you know, but, but can they be grateful for what they do have? And if you find somebody that's grateful for what they have when they have nothing, like then, you know, that person, when you give them a decent paying job, you know, they're going to, they're going to excel you know but not only that you also want to find out <clears throat> um if this person messes up how do they claim their mistakes and so um you know do they think that they're perfect and and just not faulty in it by any means or or can they can they uh claim their mistake and and find resolution in it instead of dwelling in some kind of bad mistake, and then it gets bad and negative just compiles. Well, how do they turn that negative thing into a positive? Um, And, you know, forgiveness. um, You know, uh, forgiveness is a very powerful thing. And when you can forgive the people that have done you wrong in your life, then and forgive yourself, then how powerful are you? So forgiveness is is one thing that I look for. And to get to those things, you got to dig into people, right? And so my interviews are deep. And instead of all this top layer uh, talking to people, I'm digging in there, right? And um, And if they don't want to go, then they don't want to go. If, you know then they're probably not the right candidate anyways
1: but well, I, I think I can talk for the three people here we were I was always taught to be accountable right so mm-hmm. uh you know be accountable for yourself yeah be to uh you know your the person who that you're reporting to or your friends or your co-workers or wh- whoever just be accountable for yourself right and uh, exactly I think if there was more people accountable in, in this world we'd be <laughs> way better off but uh uh, you know, we don't have enough accountability nowadays, I think. I, I I feel that there's just not enough people out there that really
2: give a crap. Yeah, yeah, apathy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've dealt with a lot of that, and business teaches you that, too. Uh, you think that you can just partner with people, and, and they'll be, you know, that you know what you're capable of. So you partner with people thinking, Hey, they could just do this little piece there, but if they can't get over themselves, you know, and, and, uh, be accountable for, you know, Hey, I'll bring you this thing to recruit. They'll recruit it. Oh, it's your fault. Why it's not recruited. Well, I thought that was your job to recruit the thing accountability. Right. I mean, it's just something else, you know, that you find out in business, like what people are really made of. And, um, and, you know, I, I have the saying that I created here recently is, is business is life amplified. It's just, you really, you really, you'll figure it all out in business. Hmm. I mean, you can there's... definitely use your life
1: experiences to enhance your business uh, Yes. Uh, success.
2: Yeah, yeah so but but yeah um uh what other questions do you got
0: yeah so on the accountability side of it from the recruiting standpoint do you see it on both ends like obviously an employee the person you're recruiting needs to have that level of accountability you know yeah a college degree is great but what kind of person am I hiring do you see it on the Hiring end on like the company end where they themselves have that lack of integrity or accountability where their culture is already poor and now they don't know how to get out of that. Yeah, and and
2: you you try and give the answer to the question for for these people, um, but you also you got to be careful when you're messing with your clients because their people are their people and and you're this other guy on the side. And so you kind of walk a fine line there and it's like, look, guys, I can get you what you're looking for, but maybe you're looking for this thing here and maybe this person that you got in this place right here is not doing your company a service and you got to see this, right? You got to see this thing here that's developing so yeah, it's just a very uh, it's a very difficult line to walk with when the person's paying you for, to do this thing here, and you don't want to you don't want to you know you don't want to hurt anybody really, but you want them to be successful, even if it's taking a little bit of money out of your pocket to, for the solution. You just want them to be successful. Um, but it just depends on how open they are, and a lot of times when they're not open there's the issues, right? And so, um, yeah, you just wanna find uh, this happy medium in working for people where you have this relationship where it's like, hey, I'm gonna find out problems and I'm gonna provide you solutions for these things. But you gotta, when you're the person that you're reporting your hires to is an ops manager or something, and they're probably the problem then you you get into this you know into this scenario right
1: tim i got a, a question maybe it's a bit off the wall but uh sure. within ahead. the recruitment and staffing that you do uh with the the um the way that social media is today so do you within recruitment and staffing go and actually uh you know take a look at people's social media history as to what kind of people they are, how that, how that dictates how they are today.
2: Um, Yeah, honestly, yes. Um, If I'm getting to a spot where I'm about to present somebody to a client, um, I'll probably try and hunt down their Facebook and their LinkedIn at a minimum and just like see what they're talking about. And I've seen a few like racist things that I'm like, hey, this is not, this doesn't sit well with me. So Mm -hmm. if it's not going to sit well with me, you know, I just, I just as soon scratch them off the list. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, I just, you know, I don't drink anymore or do anything. And so, you know, if I see somebody that's just boozing it up. You know, it's just how good are these people going to be in the field? You know, so and that's the job that they're going to do. And even in their office, you know, you don't want somebody that's just boozing all the time or, you know, loose with their life. Now, I just want
1: I just want to get that message out there to like some of our. Our listeners that, you know, maybe you shouldn't put everything that you do in life on social media, including, you know, if, if you want to go ahead and do some of that stuff, I guess, behind closed doors, you, that's up to you. But I don't yeah. think you need to let the no- world know that you're a booze donkey. Like, you yeah. know, it's just, yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, one of those things and that- to be honest, tr- find a way to try and stop, you know, yeah. because it's not, it's not going to help you. And it's just a band-aid. And I'm speaking of you know, of somebody that was drinking, you know, a ton of whiskey a day. Okay. And, and, you know, stopping that, you know, just cold Turkey, you know, no beers, no nothing and no wine, no nothing. It's just alcohol is not good for your body. And plus now there's studies that it leads to cancer. So, I mean, what are you really trying to do for yourself? Mm. You
1: know, yeah i'm not i'm not here to preach to anybody what they should and shouldn't do but it's just some of those things that you should probably double double take as to what you're going to put out the world to see you know as to who you want to want to be seen as right yeah
0: Yeah. is a word that people could use and and that's the thing you know it's it's just a snapshot uh but but it made me think of something that tim and i have talked about off camera and, and the connection of why i wanted to talk about the recruiting like you said when you went to the fraternity when you were in university, you know, that's where you kind of fell in love with the recruitment side of it, but yeah, because you wanted to build the best team, not just of Greek life of the fraternity brothers, but like right. we were the best grades, we were the best athletes. Like why did you want like what what made that click in you where you're like, yeah, I want to build the best team in everything, not just oh, they're the fun frat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, I think that's just something that I've always just wanted the best for everybody. And, and you know, especially now I'm older and having my own children, I just always wanted the best for everybody. And now after having children, it's like it's like, you know, you just really just want everybody to live their best life. Mm-hmm because we're all connected and if i'm sitting here doing great and i have all the knowledge and i'm making a ton of money and and what does it matter it doesn't even matter you know it just matters that if 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 what i have can help other people then that's that's the life that we should all strive to to provide for everyone else and and that's just kind of how i've always been even though I didn't have much, I just always kind of been that way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't. I used to think that everybody was like that, and and then I found out that that is not the case.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, not something Jason and I talk about all the time. You know, it's like small things that we we believe are common courtesy, or we believe that everybody just does. It's like, and then you get a reaction. You know, somebody gave you a referral. And they give you this great kudos and they're so grateful that that referral worked really well for you. And you're like, isn't that just a normal thing that we do for our right. and people in our network? But sometimes like the response you get is kind of surprising. And maybe it is that level, you know, maybe those are just the people like you said earlier that show gratitude and that have that accountability where they're like, that's something I do and I'll always do that, you know, right. Cliche treat people like you want to be treated. Right. It's, And it's true in business, you know, you shouldn't hold back. If you have the knowledge, share it. And and that's a big reason why we started the hive. And, you know, we get, we're lucky to connect people like you, you know, you have all the recruitment experience, the oil industry, you know, your life as an entrepreneur. And now, you know, with the hive, we want somebody looking that's walked a similar path that you have. Oh, now they can connect with Tim Bridges and now they can, they can, get help and advice from an individual like you or Jason or whoever they connect with. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, if, you know, if anybody ever wants to connect to me, I'm pretty easy to find these days. <laughs> I'm on everything now, the omnipresent, if you will. Um, but, you know, I, i I'll drop what I got going for somebody that reaches out to me and wants to work with me and, and needs help. Like I'll drop what I'm doing and, and give them 30 minutes, you know, Hey, what do you need? You know? And I hope you see that Greg, you know, I mean, heck we connected and and I tried to drop as much value as I had for you in 30 minutes that we had together.
0: Yeah. That was, it was really cool. Like for the listeners, like when Tim and me connected in this networking group, I texted him like right after said, Hey, like you want to follow up? He's like, I can meet with you in five minutes. And just, we talked about what we're doing with the hive, our other business, Jason, I have buzzy sales consulting. And like, just gave me like this wealth of knowledge. And I had just met Tim for like a brief five minutes before that. So, you know, If that doesn't embody what the high professional network is, I don't know what is, and and that's the kind of people that the listeners can find in in our platform and in our network is is t- the Tim Bridges of the world.
2: Very cool. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, if if you get somebody, I I just really came to appreciate uh, 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 every interview that I've had. I, I just came to appreciate that time that I've had with those people because we're never going to have this, this moment like this again, right. Or, you know, it's not going to happen that often. So mm-hmm. when you have this moment, you got to drop whatever you got, you know, value wise in that conversation and, and, and help those people the best you can with that small amount of time that you have. Right. Uh Tim, you mentioned it earlier
1: uh about you're everywhere. What didn't you mention to our listeners where they can find you? Where
2: oh yes, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn, of course. Tim Bridges. Uh you can find me on MarkPoint, third party people, TGC Fashion, all on, on LinkedIn is my main account. I'm on Facebook, of course. Um, I'm on Twitter, I'm on uh, I'm on spot. I'm on all the different streaming services. On our podcast with Optimum Ideation and Modern Pipeliner podcast. Um, I'm also, um, I'm, I'm just about on everything that you could think of. I think Do you
1: have a late night talk show on NBC by chance? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but, <laughs> but, but maybe
2: we can get together. Do absolutely like let's do that let's <laughs> let's get you on there yeah
0: and and that's a, I love that you know it's a small thing but for everybody listening Tim said not yet and <laughs> that's so important because like don't hold yourself back that's the other yeah. thing. you know I think more people can be accountable but more people are just like just do it just try it you know sell that pack of gum and start somewhere yeah right? exactly man that's awesome thank you Gary. Yeah. So uh, JCF. No, that was great. Thank you. Yeah, Tim. Um, yeah. Wonderful story. I think that's going to resonate with everybody in the Hive Nation and uh, uh, continued success in all your businesses and all the info you've helped us. So thanks for joining us today. And uh, yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, you bet, Tim. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thanks, guys. Uh, right. Jason, Greg, I'll see you soon. A if y'all need any help. Like, Thank you very much. Hive Nation. We're out.